Episode 9 of Resilient Solutions, Conquering the Fear of Success. Comedian Jeff Foxwood is known for his folksy, family-friendly humor. One of his most popular series is the You Might Be a Redneck If. But with that in mind, today we're talking about the fear of success. So, you might be struggling with the fear of success if you don't complete projects at home or work. You might be struggling from the fear of success if you talk about what you're going to do more than what you actually do. You might have the fear of success if your vision board is exactly the same as it was three years ago. And finally, you might struggle with the fear of success if you don't think your work is ever quite good enough. If that sounds like you, I bet you're asking, well, how do I deal with the fear of success? Well, in today's shortcast, I'm going to give you some tools that you can begin using right now to push back that fear of success so you can have a life that's filled with intentionality, a sense of accomplishment, and so that you can contribute to things bigger than yourself. Hello, I'm John Thurman, and welcome to my shortcast, Resilient Solutions, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. Well, hello. I hope you're having a great day today. I'm excited about our topic today. This actually came as a result of research from my book, The No Fear Entrepreneur. And it's a topic a lot of people worry about and are concerned about, but that very few people talk about. So today I'm going to paint a picture for you for what success looks like, particularly from a biblical and Christian perspective. Then we'll talk about three things that are holding you back from experiencing the success that God wants you to experience. And we'll give you some great tools you can use. So when you think of someone being successful, what do you think of? Money, cars, house, things like that. Those are the typical things we think of with successful people. But as you know, there is a whole other level of success. And today we'll talk about some of the tensions that people have with looking and thinking and dreaming about being a success. And yet, these little thoughts in the back of our head that say we don't deserve it, we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we don't really know what's going on, nag at us on multiple levels. It's always been interesting when you're talking to a group of people about what is success, be it a Christian group or a secular group. Whenever you talk about what success is, you can almost feel the tension. On the one hand, you've got a group of people who share their struggles and their victories. They share their failures and their successes. And no matter what happens, they move forward and succeed. And sometimes they move forward and do face plants. And so when you're around people who are in the fight, who are looking to expand their faith, their business, to help others, to enhance and improve their ministry, to create that book or that creative project, or just to do better at work. You'll find that there's one group of people that is engaged in the process. They are familiar with the struggle and they keep moving forward. Now, there's another group of people who maybe haven't figured out or not sure what success is. And while what I'm about to say is in no means a statement of judgment, you do hear a common theme with people who haven't figured it out. Sometimes it can be due to life issues and trauma and unfortunate situations, but many times it can be based in failure and fear. And while there are a host of themes that people who haven't figured it out yet share, and not to be judgmental, but when looking for an excuse, anyone will do. 
And when you sit down and talk with these folks, they seem resigned to the fact that they'll never be able to succeed, finish their project, get that book written, or do what they need to do, maybe even start that ministry. Well, that's a mindset issue. And today, I will give you some practical tools that you can use to overcome that. Now, let me add an interesting little wrinkle. I'm a Christ follower. I'm a Christian, and that's kind of the crew I hang with. And when you have a discussion about success with Christians, you get some really interesting reactions. On the one hand, you get the group of people who are successfully minded. I think they're balanced. They are using their gifts and talents and resources to honor God, to help their family, and to help their community. And the other group is a group that's not so sure where they're on success. They feel like it's kind of slimy and icky. To help give some clarity on this, my friend Dan Rosecrans will be reading an outtake from my book, The No Fear Entrepreneur. This is a quote by Fred Smith, who is a very successful businessman, philanthropist, and Christian leader. Listen carefully as Dan reads some of Fred's word about what success means for people of faith. The following is an insightful view of success from a biblical perspective provided by Fred Smith. Before we go any further, let's define success. Many people have the wrong understanding of it. For Christians, success can never be measured by money. When people say to me, that man's worth $10 million, that tells me he's wealthy, but it doesn't prove he's successful. In some cases, it could mean the opposite. For instance, if Mother Teresa, whom I consider a tremendous success, confessed she was hoarding a million dollars, I'd think she was a hypocrite. The money would prove her a fraud, not a success. The measurement of success is simply the ratio of talents used to talents received. What you are doing with what you've got, plus who you are becoming. Are you a growing, maturing Christian? Whether you work in business or in Christian work, or as a day laborer, professional, or academic, if you are a growing Christian using a significant percentage of your talents, you are successful. Be glad. Thank you, Dan. I love Fred's simple concept of success is proportional to talents given versus talents used. Well, how are you and I doing that category? If I recall, I think there's a story about that that Jesus told. You might want to go back and read the parable of the talents. Well, you see, one of the significant differences between fruitful people and unfruitful people is that successful, forward-looking people get excited about small steps, baby steps, even about failure as they move towards their goal. You see, a little win or small victory seems to fire them up and motivate them to move on. On the other hand, people who fear success focus on their lack of success. They tend to listen to the dream-stealing propaganda of fear that whispers in their ear. You'll never measure up. You're a loser. Who really cares? And if they're not careful, they may lay their life, their hopes, and their dreams on the altar of fear. And you don't have to do that, but you do have to lean into the fear of success. And I'm going to show you a way you can do that. That first stumbling block, if you will, to really facing the fear of success is the fear of appearing unspiritual. The second one is the fear of standing out. Isn't it amazing? We spend so much energy and time worrying about stuff that probably isn't going to happen. The truth is, though, the fear of standing out can bring you to your knees. And at the same time, and as you lean into that, you might find that God actually gives you wisdom, insight, and favor to move forward. Once again, here's a short segment from my book, The No Fear Entrepreneur, read by my friend Dan Rosecrans. This is a quote adapted from Marianne Williamson. 
read through it a couple of times and reflect on what it is saying to you. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine. Now read this from the Gospel of Matthew. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Matthew 5:14-16, New Living Translation. We were born to make manifest the glory of God within us. It's not just in some of us, it's for everyone. Thank you so much, Dan, for reminding us that we are called to stand out so we don't need to fear it. So we initially talked about how some people feel it's unspiritual to be successful. And you can see several places in Scripture this is not so. The second thing we've seen is that people are scared to stand out. And then we just look at some Scriptures about how God calls us to stand out, to stand up, to be seen, to reflect His life. The third fear people tend to struggle with when they're dealing with the fear of success is the fear of change. While I don't know anybody that just loves change, if we fail to adapt and adjust to change, we'll be severely limited in our life. As a matter of fact, research states that if we fail to adjust and change, it can impact our physical health, our mental health, our relationships. It can impact how much fun and recreation we experience in our life. It can certainly negatively impact our finances and will definitely impact our spiritual well-being. So now that we've covered that happy topic of the negative impact of failing to change, what are some things that you and I can begin doing to adjust and adapt and overcome? How can we handle change? Number one, change is inevitable, so what we need to do is embrace the process. And one way to do that is to sit down, take a few minutes to sit down and write a description of your life, where you are now and where you want to go, how you would like the Lord to be involved in your life, and how you can best use those gifts and talents He's given you. And as you think about true success, remember Fred Smith's words. True success equals talents given versus talents used. One of the things you want to do also is make sure you've got a support system around you. Maybe some older folks, some younger folks, and some peers that can walk with you on this journey of facing the fear of success. You also want to make sure you've got a support system. People who've got your back, people can give you wisdom and insight and bounce ideas off of. And finally, go to my website, johntherman.net, and check out the latest blog. There you'll find some great Bible study material to help you deal with some of these issues. Here's just a brief overview of some of the scriptures that I talk about in this blog. To be successful is rooted in diligence. Proverbs 12, 24 says, Work hard to become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. So if you look at scripture, you want to become a person of excellence. You want to assume responsibility and manage the details. You want to strive to be trustworthy and dependable. You want to treat your customers, those you serve, like family. 
You really want to develop a long-term perspective. You want to be alert for opportunities to expand your businesses. You want to manage your risks well and make your assets work for you and surround yourself with wise counselors and people who encourage you. The final two are to make decisions based on biblical principles and ask the Lord Jesus to be your CEO. Hey, this is John Thurman, and thanks again for listening. If something we talked about kind of stirred you a little bit and you'd like to talk about it, let me remind you all for a free 15-minute consultation, and all you have to do is call my number, 505-343-2011. Once again, that number is 505-343-2011. Or you can email me at john at john thurman, J-O-H-N-T-H-U-R-M-A-N dot info. John at johntherman.info. Call to leave me a message and I'll follow up with you the next day or so. To learn more about my counseling and consulting ministry and business, go to johntherman.info. Once again, have a great day. Thank you for listening. And remember, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Take care. God bless. See you next week.